World Talk Radio, bringing the world to you. I want to invite you to listen to my show, The Sharon Kleiner Hour, Life, the Power of Water, Global Warming, Climate Change, and Your Health. I bet you haven't thought about that secret that Earth has. That's the secret. You should also vision with our show each week as you listen to our shows on the web, whatever you choose. You can come and listen anytime you want by just picking out the one that you want to listen to. The mirror in the water is the Earth's secret, the power of water. Without it, we would not have a civilization. Without it, we wouldn't know the differences of life and the energy and what is so important of your health. A lot of people have asked me, Sharon, why is your show always about health and climate and global warming? Isn't that kind of a, everybody wants to get in on that one. I said, no, no, no. I have been studying for over almost three decades the concerns of dry air and what it can do for your health, your stress, your attitude, everything about you is water. The moisture in the air, you can't see. It's water. It's got to be there or you won't be able to use your skin as a filter system. You wouldn't have any energy. It's kind of like the electricity coming from all over the universe and giving you the power that you need for electricity, the phones, your cell phones, all of the magic of the Internet. But you are in it. You are living in the energy also because you require the water, the moisture. Now, I'm going to keep reminding you of that every week. Do you feel dry? Do you have headaches? Do you have allergies? Do you have stress? Do you have more commonly viruses than you used to? Do you possibly have anxiety at all? Dry mouth, dry skin. I think you need to learn to listen to what we're going to try to teach, and that's what this show is all about, is teaching about the climate is changing, but it has since the beginning of Earth's birth, the origin of that secret of Earth. So when you're listening to people say Earth has a secret or there is a secret, there's more to it. Your life, your concerns, other people's vulnerability to your choices and health. So let's learn more every week and listen to the show and try to see what you haven't heard before. I know some of it you may have heard before, but let's see if we can find another education for you. You have 50 to 60 trillion cells in your body. Let's learn more about the water in those cells called molecules, the water. We're going to take a moment from our sponsor, and we're going to be back in a moment with our first guest today is Susan Sheck. And Susan has got a background that I think you're all going to like to listen to that is very different than I've had on the show. So let's take a moment with our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, to replace lost moisture to the vision of your eyes. We'll be right back. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. 
All natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or, if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068. On the show today, we have a very exciting education coming up, and I hope you listen to as much as you can. Susan, are you with us? Yes. Susan, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you, Sharon. Yes, and you pronounce your last name? Shank. Okay, Susan Shank. And your background has been? Um, I have a master's degree in mm-hmm. oriental medicine, acupuncture, and herbs. I'm also an educator. I've taught everything from preschool to university levels. I've traveled the world. And I've been very passionate all my life um, about health since I was um, in high school and had to cure myself of anorexia nervosa and bulimia. Uh-huh. uh-huh. So let's enjoy that. I'm sure you're going to be back on the show again with us one day. <laughs> and then you also have a book, The, the Live Food the Live Factor. Food Factor. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's all and about You're very health. much into raw foods mm-hmm. understanding. Yes. And did you probably listen not long ago to our show, the one when we had the three live, uh, three, uh, it's uh, the, um, from Klamath Mountain Range, the um, evening live a show with us. They have, they, it's not really an algae, it's a, but it's a, it's a relationship of the origination of the algae. Oh, I'm sorry, I missed that Yeah, one. no, you should listen. It okay. was good. And yeah. they believed in raw food, and the gentleman who's the founder of it said that he began way back in time thinking that raw food had to be added to the diet mm-hmm. and for every day. But, but now I wanted to ask you, um, tell us more about yourself as you just did, and then we're going to move into, I want you to choose the education tips today. And remember, this is a show because, uh, Susan, people forget that climate change has been going on since the beginning of time, okay? Mm-hmm. Along the way, we are not learning to live with our climate. We want Earth to live with us. Right. And we think that popping a pill or doing something that may be a quickie fix-up whatever might work. But people, I want them to learn to think that if you're going to live with this Earth, we've got to learn to live mm-hmm. with the changes moment to moment. Climate is changing. It always has. Mm-hmm. So the, the buzz and fashion word of the word, oh, we care about the environment. Oh, we care about uh, the global warming. Well, we all do. And now can we educate people about their own individual health? Because this has been going on since the beginning of the time. It has been changing, and it will forever. So I'd like for you to tell us about what you think would be most important today, and I'd like to have you back on the show one day, but what are some of the things that you think they should learn on our first 10 minutes, and then we'll move into another part Mm -hmm. uh, before the show is all over. Um, Okay. Regarding the raw food diet, you mean? Let's do that, and then let's get into your oriental thinking. Mm -hmm. I'm a believer of oriental medicines Mm -hmm. uh, and some of their theories and evaluation through hundreds and maybe thousands of years. So let's start out with where do you think the first step of education would be in this particular classroom today? Do you want to start out with raw food, or where do you like to go? Yes, that's really my forte, my specialty. Um, You know, 
I have studied, I mean, I have been a guinea pig. My body has been a guinea pig for every kind of diet out there. And when I discovered the raw food diet, this was truly what my body was looking for and yearning for all my life. This is what we are genetically designed to eat. And to tell you the truth, I felt like I was 18 again, even younger. Um, I didn't start until I was 40, uh, about 46, six years ago. And it's, I've come to realize the more, like I eat about 95% raw, and the more raw food I eat, I mean, the more, the less cooked I eat, I should say, the better I feel. Now, so that doesn't mean any steaming. That doesn't mean any little saute. That means mm-hmm. just raw. Raw food. Now, if you do have to eat some cooked food, steaming would be the lesser of all the evils mm-hmm. because the longer you cook it and the hotter you cook it, the worse it is. Basically, when you cook food, you're destroying 100% of the enzymes, anything over 118 degrees Fahrenheit. You've already killed 100% of the enzymes. Now, why did you bring up the word enzymes? Enzymes. Rather than any other other nutrients, enzymes. Tell us a little bit about the word enzymes. Yes, the enzymes are the... Uh, like the life force in the food. It's the chi, we would say in acupuncture, the chi of the food. Um, it's where, it, it's, it's really, really critical. It's the sun energy that's in the food. And if you destroy the enzymes, that means that your pancreas has to crank out enzymes to digest that food. And your pancreas, according to Dr. Uh, Howell, who, uh, who has written several books about this, your pancreas has a limited potential. When you have eaten, the more cooked food you eat, in other words, the sooner you're going to die because your pancreas is just going to crank, it's just going to conk out on you after, it's just going to be exhausted. You'll die of old age sooner. People who eat live food. Maybe that's, Susan, why um, a lot of the generation, I'm going to go back to, I'm 66 years old, and I'm lucky. A lot of people don't think I'm 66 years old, but I always say that when I age, each year I'm going to get smarter, Susan. Uh That's the way to go. I love aging. Uh (laughs) So I'm going to tell you I'm 66. I think I'm going to get smarter someday. But anyway, uh, we used to grow up with gardens. Now, they blamed that on World War II Mm -hmm. and after the war, the Depression and more. Mm -hmm. But we had gardens, and that Mm -hmm. meant fresh food. Right. And uh, now how they cooked it, that was a different world. But uh, we did have more garden, fresh garden food uh, canned in the pantry uh, and more. And so what you're saying is, that there's more enzymes in the raw food mm-hmm. before cooked, and we our body needs that. You said oh, sun yeah. food. Mm-hmm. Now, when you said the word sun, what did that mean, sun food? Well, the sun brings us energy, and the energy is in the food, and when you cook it, the food is dead. That energy just goes so out. So not growing in a, in a greenhouse, but growing in the sun. Well, greenhouse too. Yeah, the sun okay. We're okay with greenhouse. greenhouse. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's and not only do you cook, do you destroy one hundred percent of the enzymes, but studies have shown that eighty four percent of the vitamins are destroyed. Can you imagine? These people, these vegetarians, are going out and buying all this organic food, spending top dollar for all this organic food, and then they're cooking out all the nutrients and mm-hmm. and all the benefits. You know, sure they they're not getting the pesticides, which is good. But do you know very much about vegan food. Yeah, vegans simply. What's the eat. difference between vegetarian and vegan? Yeah, the vegans do not eat any animal products. They don't eat eggs. Okay, um, so what is, the, what is the difference between a vegetarian and a vegan? Real, just definitely. A vegetarian would eat, include um, dairy and eggs. 
Okay, and honey. So that's a vegan malt. A vegan won't have anything with any animal products. Now, does a vegan person on a vegan diet overcook? Uh, I mean, I shouldn't say overcook. I'm not going to go there. Uh, do they cook things, too, or steam things? Yes, they often yeah. do. Now, a raw vegan doesn't. Okay, but, you give us a diet today, right now, real uh, mm-hmm. as quick as we can. Uh, a diet? On what you believe is a good raw food diet. Okay, I would start out the morning with a nice green smoothie, take some fruit, mix it, blend it in a Vitamix with... Um, uh, with some nice greens, you know, really good greens. Now, what do you um, mean greens? We um, have green leafy vegetables. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean uh, spinach and mm-hmm. broccoli and lettuce, collards? Lettuce, okay, yeah. lettuce too, and and some cauliflower. Uh, no, collards, green collards. Collards. Oh, you yeah. want collards? What about beet greens? Yes. Okay, green. and uh, maybe some kale. Yes, kale is wonderful. Yeah. Greens are top. Now, in how do you do that when you do? You buy these expensive blenders? How do you do this? Yeah, it is the best investment you can possibly make. Okay, that's where I'm going with it. Mm -hmm. So to buy a blender or a juicer, start out with a juice diet every morning of Mm -hmm. really good raw greens as a a juice. With fruit to make it. What what do you put in there for protein? Because you need some protein. Greens are really high in protein. Okay. And very high. And then um, nuts, you can also get nuts, seeds. Hemp seed is very high in protein. Um, It's a real fallacy that you don't get um, enough protein on a raw diet because, first of all, flax. Flax seeds, yes, yes. But my book book has over 60 studies proving, scientific studies proving the the superiority of a raw food diet. These are studies, a lot of them published in medical and clinical journals. Okay. So, and they have proven that on a raw diet, your body assimilates everything so much better that you don't okay, need. You, I've got to ask you one because I've done a lot of study and a lot of research on, mm-hmm. on, on what would you suggest in a particular, let's say, start in the morning with a juice, a raw food juice, uh-huh. but you wouldn't want to put too much in because your body may not assimilate or digest too much. So what are the uh, suggestions of what to put in that juice each morning? You wouldn't want to have a little kale, a little this. Mm -hmm. You'd have to be careful because it has to uh, digest. Mm -hmm. Well, I would put at least a tablespoon of raw coconut butter, which is really, really good, and some raw um, flax or not. uh, I would put in some um, seeds like um, flax seeds or something, very, very good, mm-hmm. and blend it all together. That you way you do that brain, one first. Yeah, your brain. You blend that first. And then what would be your next step for the raw, the vegetable, I know the raw leaf things? Mm-hmm. You could put kale, but you need to. But a little bit of it. kale and a little bit. But mm-hmm. I have to warn, you know, I come from a world of study that those 60 trillion cells, mm-hmm. Have to digest and remember no two fingerprints alike, no two mm-hmm. eyes alike, and no skin, two skins on the complexion alike. So people are having a hard time digesting and assimilating and eliminating. So mm-hmm. what would you recommend would be, let's say, I am a total believer of what you're saying, by the way. I, I am moving into more concerns about what we're digesting. And I am mm-hmm. more, on my research and concerns with water and hydrotherapy studies, is how can we get the person to start out small and in a, in a small way of learning how to change the diet mm-hmm. or add, let's say, add to it um, as a plan. Uh, mm-hmm. So let's say we're going to, and I want to get into this because this is exciting. Thank mm-hmm. you for start doing this. Um, so we're going to start in with a raw coconut butter. So how much raw coconut butter to put in there? Uh, one or two tablespoons, and it helps your body. Where would I buy that? 
Um, you can get these kind of things online. Um, you can get there's. Uh, well, there's we have tons. so many health food stores. Can they go into the health food store? Yes, absolutely. And ask for raw. Yeah, yeah. Go to a food a food co-op. I was oh, like two tablespoons, and then in flaxseed, what would mm-hmm. we we go into a health food store? And I know people can get it online, but mm-hmm. they may. Yeah. We have so many health food stores around now. So if they go in and ask for flaxseed, and sesame seeds are also you want sesame. to get whole sesame seeds because that's the highest thing in calcium. Okay, calcium so is very alkalizing. And now would and again, I'm always conscious of it not being too uh, strong. Let's say too concentrated. Mm-hmm. Would you put a little tiny bit of sesame and a little tiny bit oh, of sesame? No, I would put in at least a tablespoon of each. A tablespoon of each. Yeah, and, and, you know, the body, here's the thing. When you blend something in a Vitamix, you are pre-digesting it, and it will be so much easier to digest and assimilate. Okay, there we go. You answered that Yes, one. people who have been eating cooked food all these years, and the average American eats about 90% cooked nowadays. Okay, so we say we've taken a little bit of beet green, and in other words, it could probably go by some of each of these things, and but not use them all at once. And by the way, listeners, there's these new green bags out there. You can put these greens mm-hmm. in and have them last longer. But as for the green bags, I'm not. I, by the way, they're not sponsors, Susan. But I've noticed them and they work. Uh-huh. So let's say you take a little bit off of your stem of of a kale, a little bit off the stem of a beet green, a little bit off of the stem for mm-hmm. uh, whatever else. And then, oh, do you believe in broccoli at all? Broccoli? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, that is hard to digest raw. No, so, so you don't want, you don't think that should be added? Um, you could do a little bit, but you know what I would do? Instead of the way you're saying put in a little bit of each, it's better because of allergy formation and everything. Exactly. It's better to and digestion. Do, it's better to rotate days, like one day beet greens, one day carrot greens, one oh, day. Oh, I can see what you done, have done. Uh, in other words, don't do mix them up. Just rotate. Each, oh, no, wouldn't that be fun? Because each day then you're adding another right. flavor each and day. you're looking forward to that. Right. Each day. Change now, is there something, because what's happened today to all of us, our nerve endings on our tongue, which I've studied, there's a, there's a palate taste, there's a taste there, and we're spoiled. Is there anything in there that would add a little ump uh, to give it the flavors? Oh, okay, now this is what's interesting. When you, if you go switch over to a raw food diet, you're going you're gonna to be going through withdrawals because we're so used to having salt, MSG, and all these other heavy-duty spices. Everything they want to make is sweet. Right. It's all addictive. They want The food companies want you to be, to be well, addicted let's to put, their... Now, I'm going to back up for a second, Susan. I know what you're saying because it is addictive, mm-hmm. but the food companies are in business to satisfy the consumer. The consumer right. wants it sweet. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, I'm different with my research. There's been many years I've... I've noticed that the word patent meant you could make a lot more money patenting something and then keep patenting it over again and changing the concentration of the compound and satisfying people, and they love it because, oh, my gosh, they have something uh-huh. else to offer. You know what I mean? Right. So, but I won't go there with the, you know, with the, um, we do become addictive. And, but what I'm saying now, what about, and something to think about because your background might help me here. What about a tiny little bit of sea salt in there? Just a tiny bit to get a little bit of sea salt. Well, you know, this the fruit you would the fruit would sweeten it, and usually okay, we so don't you like believe to in the raw fruit to drink yeah, in the morning. Because, add a little fruit. Yeah, because see, greens by themselves are going to be so bitter; it, it won't yeah. be tasty. So, what okay, which is, one would you add each day? Well, you can rotate the fruit too. You know, uh, orange juice, banana, apples—just your favorite fruits. To what about if you're up. diabetic? Which one would you recommend? Um, 
any of them, but if you're diabetic, you would want to, if you want to add a, a sweetener, agave nectar is the best. It's, agave nectar. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. It's very, it's not high glycemic at all. Okay. Okay. We're going to take a moment uh-huh. for our sponsor and think about what we've just talked about to our classroom here. And we'll come back in a minute and add more to this because okay. this is exciting, Susan. Mm-hmm. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, to moisturize the eyes, and we'll be right back. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or, if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068. Well, you are listening to the Sharon Klein Hour, The Power of Water, Global Warming, and the Secret of this Earth, Earth Secret. And I, uh, our listeners, you must realize you are living with the earth. It's not living with you. And what can we learn and teach other, each other? Now, global warming means a climate change, but that means it's been going on from the beginning of time. Let's learn to live with the climate and the changes each day and while you, what makes you healthy. And what makes you healthy is also going to make other people healthy around you. Today we had a special guest, and I'm just enjoying this. Uh, Susan, are you with us? Susan? Uh-huh. Yes, I'm with you. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we were talking, listeners, about raw food before our sponsor. And, Susan, what would you like to go from here now on? We've learned that to start the morning with a, a juice drink and mm-hmm. a little bit of fruit in it, but it's all raw. Mm-hmm. And what to do with that? Now, where would you move them into the rest of the day? Let's say there, here comes another meal. We've got two more meals to go. Okay. Um, some things you can snack on are raw olives, um, flaxseed crackers. That takes the place of the potato chips and, you know, the desire to crunch on something. Um, then you could have a salad for, for lunch, and I recommend definitely make your own salad dressing. You want that to be raw, too. Everything. Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot. What would you make? What's your salad dressing? Well, you know, a lot of times I get really busy, so I just want to make something really fast. So okay. I just take uh, some olive oil. You want to make sure that it's not pasteurized. Uh, I get the extra virgin, unpasteurized olive oil. And I take uh, that and mix it with some raw agave nectar, and I mix it with either lemon juice or uh, raw apple cider vinegar. Mm-hmm. And so mix those three, at, throw in some cilantro or spices, and then, you know, mix those in a, in a blender, and you've got a real fast uh, salad dressing. Uh-huh. There we go. Okay. Mm-hmm. I like that. I like that. Now, uh, what about the rest of it for dinner? For by the dinner, way, listeners, we're, we're learning how to live on a raw food diet, too. Yeah. 
for dinner, now, when I first got into the raw food diet, I went out and got all these uh, recipe books, uncooked books, they call them, uncooked and books. I just went wild making raw pizza, raw gour- all these raw gourmet dishes. That's how I seduced my husband into the raw diet. He just loved the food. And then after three weeks, he said, you know, I feel so great. Let's go all the way with this. Because he was really dragging and kicking and screaming. Feeling better because of the enzyme energy. Mm-hmm. He felt Am I wrong? Did I say that wrong? Yeah, no, he felt wonderful because of all the energy that you get when your body doesn't have to digest. Now you just said, and you said earlier, enzyme, sun, energy. I like yeah. that. Yes, yes. See, see you ought to write a book on that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what happens is cooked food demands so much energy that Dr. Day, uh, she's a, a doctor who healed herself of breast cancer using the raw food diet. Mm-hmm. She says, that if you eat three cooked meals a day, it's the same amount of stress on your body as going out and doing eight hours of physical labor. Wow. So all this energy is saved. I'm telling you, I've got testimonials in my book, People Healing Themselves of Cancer of Diabetes. I remember, listeners, her book is The Live The Live Food Factor. It's filled, it's a comprehensive guide filled yeah. with uh, studies, how to, um, filled with pictures before and after. It's got my testimonial, too, about how it changed my life. Um, it's got frequently now, asked questions. Now, where in the world, uh, you know, here we sit in this country called America, and I love, you know, something, Susan, that we have, all of us, and we can complain about a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You do have the mental capacity. Let's say you mentally have your own secret to live your own freedom of choice on your own health. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to be healthy, there's choices. Mm-hmm. Your diet has choices. What you take in, what you take out is your choice. That's a freedom. You know what? That's a freedom. This- and where else in the world could you have more to choose from? And uh, so you're offering. Mm-hmm. But, but what about the rest of the world? Have you ever learned anywhere else in the world that they are they ongoing always had a raw food diet? You know, it's throughout history. It's always it's there's there's never been an example because in all history, uh, we've cooked because cooking goes way back ten to twenty thousand years. Mm-hmm. So that's but you know what? Back to the freedom issue. We are losing our freedom to eat a raw food diet. It's pretty scary. But Codex Alimentarius, the UN is going to force us to have everything irradiated starting uh, December thirty first, two thousand and nine. Now I'm, I study irradiation. Yeah, and I'm going to have to say something to you. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with your thinking, possibly your evaluations yet, uh-huh. um, because what has happened here is um, sadly on our earth. Uh, we're living in a situation that the contamination, the pollutions, the uh-huh. energy level of that is beyond our imagination. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's sad. You can go to the grocery store, buy all the things you're going to put in your protein and your uh, raw drink, and where did it come from? Wherever did you grow it in your own yard with your own supervision? Your own greenhouse. How did you grow it? Were you were you careful with how you grow it? Did you get any um, any uh, uh, bugs in there? Did anything come in there that you didn't know about? We don't know. So today the pollutions, and I'm concerned, uh, Susan, mm-hmm. about that contamination because I don't think we have any controls over it all, and I think. Something for you to think about this theory, and I'm not going to say to anyone listening or yourself, think only my way. I'm in studies every day. I've been studying for 25 years and longer. 
I have scientists part of my team, too. We're always evaluating. We never know enough, and we couldn't know it all. And what is so right? We're all learning. But in dehydration of the body and hydration of the body, there's so much going on with the dehydration because we're so subjected to pollutions. Now, where are the greatest pollutions? I have said to the world, my evaluations are indoors because the body has to have moisture in the air to breathe, mm-hmm. eliminate, yeah. constantly be the organism of, the, of constant energy, life. Okay. When we're living in that air, we must have, from the moment we left our mother's womb in that pocket of water that we lived in for nine months, that we, when we enter into the air, we've got to have that moisture we can't see to be able to energize our body all day long. And when the eyelid is open, the eye organ is the only organ that has no cover of the skin at the moment, right? Okay, mm-hmm. as we're living with that moisture, it has to be 100% to be, for the skin to be this, uh, the sieve, to sift out the bad, bring in the good, be uh, supple, eliminate, and energize those 60 trillion cells. And if we're not drinking, and you didn't mention water, if we're not drinking enough water, mm-hmm. good water, we can't eliminate as well. And mm-hmm. for some reason we got caught up in that, what you and I were talking about, the, the palate and those nerve endings where you want to taste to it all. And people, well, water, I don't like the taste of it. Mm-hmm. Well, add a lemon, add an orange rind, lemon rind. Mm-hmm. But again, when they go to the grocery store today, which most people have to do because they don't have a garden, you buy the orange rind, you buy the lemon rind, you buy the, uh, the lime rind, or you buy those greens, they're exposed to the problems of indoor air. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And indoor air has forced air heating and cooling, insulated windows and walls, uh-huh. chemistry in the paints, the electricity in the room, and all those chemicals are indoors, and you've been buying all your food there all that time. Right, but I would still rather have the freedom to choose. Well, that's, and, that's your choice, and, and you irradi- have a garden. And irradiate. Yeah, you'll have food. a garden. Yeah. And, uh, but I'm saying those who can't grow a garden uh-huh. is that what we've got to learn is what's concerning science uh-huh. is that things are so polluted today they can't be, be sure of how to protect it from the bacteria and the problems. And what are the problems? It's not just what you're eating only, although I go there. I've uh-huh. been studying long enough to understand uh, what the enzymes are. I understand uh, the nutrients that are necessary. But I do know that if people drank more water during the day, 10 to 12 glasses of water, let's hope safe water, because mm-hmm. they don't always have a choice on that either, do they? Right, yeah. And, and it could be polluted. Uh-huh. And you heard last week, uh, in fact, we had a, one of the U.S. Forest Service people were on, and they said, Sharon, did you know that we're getting certain medications in the waters as we flush those toilets? And he didn't quite say it that way, but it was what I said, what are you thinking? Well, then the t- next two weeks we had the concern, Susan, as all the, the uh, medications that are going down the toilet into the waterways, what are you going to do? What are we going to do about that? Mm-hmm. Because people are taking more medication than ever in history, mm-hmm. probably not drinking enough water, and therefore, although if they drank a lot of water, they might dilute it out, but what's happening to that? Mm-hmm. What are they going to do for drinking water yeah. to make sure it's safe? Then they go to the grocery store, and we I really do recommend raw diets. I like mm-hmm. them. 
and I believe where there's so much more to learn, but there's so much more to learn about protecting those leaves because right. how do you wash those leaves but, well enough? Now, I've studied those leaves. Uh-huh. And I have to tell you that when those come in through the, the grocery stores, after they've been all that transportation, how do you wash the leaf to make it clean enough not to have had a bacteria, E. coli, E. legionnaire, whatever may be out there? Well, how do you protect that with raw food? Well, but I'm sure you have the answer. Oh, yes, yes. When I'm a, I'm a raw foodist, and I can tell you. Yeah, how do you protect raw food from, uh, I hope you have that in your book, oh. because if you don't wash it good enough, uh-huh. You're going to well, have a first, problem. First of all, raw foodists don't have to worry about bacteria because our immune system is so high. I eat raw egg Now, yolk. can you guarantee that? Have they proven yet in science, do you have a scientist that we could bring on that can guarantee that that is, that is a fact? Unfortunately, there hasn't been enough science on That's that. That's what I wondered. But, I, but yeah. I eat raw eggs every day, every day. I have no fear whatsoever yeah. of, of all these salmonella because my there's now, nothing. Now, where do you get your eggs from? Well, I get the free-range, organic, vegan-fed, which are a lot healthier. Now, do you know never... where they came from? Exactly where they came from? Yes, I do. I, they're they're from very whole. So, as a person with this uh, your uh, knowledge, yeah. Now, what I'm leading here is exciting because what is happening is, do you sit at a, com- at a computer? Do I sit? Oh, yeah, I know. Well, they're not... proving that sitting in front of a computer is causing a situation too. too. Oh, yeah, the radiation. Yeah. yeah. So, and then also television, cell phones. Uh, oh, yeah. And we could go on and on. And then yeah. the other thing I've learned, did you know that if there's not enough moisture in the air on Earth, the electricity couldn't even come through the air? So mm-hmm. as you're finding what I'm moving to is the organism and the energy that we have on this Earth, all that we have that we're moving this body as an individual body against you're living, in other words, you, the moment you entered into this earth, you're moving ag- with the earth and against what? And remember, no two fingerprints alike, no two eye organs, and now they've learned no two skins alike on the, on the face. Mm-hmm. Um, now, on, how, how are you about sushi and those kind of raw foods? Are you, do you believe in those? My husband likes to eat sushi. I don't. I, you know, but, again, if you're a raw foodist, you don't have to worry about uh, parasites. They just flow. Parasites, germs, they just move right through your body because there's nothing. Now, I, I'm going to back you up for a moment. Uh-huh. I am concerned about what you said not to worry because, uh-huh. again, on the show, I don't want people to think yeah. that okay. we do concern ourselves with. Yeah, yeah. Well, only if you've been raw for about seven years. If you've yeah, been raw yeah. for years, you, 100%. Because when you first start, your body has to adjust. <laughs> no, to when you first start out raw, do not eat raw eggs or raw raw sushi. Do not. I mean, I would. And then the other one I mentioned too, and I'm sure you'll back me because that's mm-hmm. your field is is that when they start the breakfast drink and they start these different things, take it lightly, take it mm-hmm. gently, so that they learn what their body can adjust. Switch over one meal at a time. Yeah, and don't put so much into the drink at once, uh-huh. just like you said earlier. And that would be something to look forward to is, yeah. have you ever thought of in your book, did you ever put in there uh, a daily thinking about a fun, like on Sunday when you have a day off, think about, well, this is my diet, and write it down in a, in a log like a, a, like a diary journal for the rest of the week so you pretty well know what you're getting? Mm-hmm. Have you I done write that, that in your book? 
Um, you know, I don't. I don't have that in my book. Yeah, uh, I would think of... about it because if a person's going to be thinking about their daily life and their nutrients, mm-hmm. when I go shopping each week, I do that to my poor family all these years. Uh, <laughs> well, I do have a one week about this is what I'm doing this day. This is what I'm doing, and this is the nutrient. This is what I'm here. This is my fresh. This is my raw. And um, I agree with you. I probably should not. I'm a steam freak. Mm-hmm. I, I like to gently steam, but that's okay. I, Just you know, do have some steamed veggies in the evening. Yeah, you enjoy that. now if you were going to have a steamed veggie in the uh-huh. evening, just as a snack, even for a yeah. or whatever, what type of dra- I don't know. People like to do dipping. We're di- a dipping society. Uh-huh. Is there something you can you make a raw recommend? dip? What you can make some raw dips that are really yeah, good. What, what would you recommend? Well, I have a lot of recipes in my in my book for that kind of thing. Like you can do a lot with a guacamole type dish uh-huh. that's raw, um, or you can make things with nuts and seeds, different uh-huh. creamy, all you know, nut cheese kind of things. Mm-hmm. And those what about, are great. Uh, homemade mayonnaise. You can do that too. Yeah, it just dawned on me as you were talking. Uh, good. Oh, it's so delicious. And oh, that yeah. would be in the raw food selection. Yes, there's a lot of recipes out there for that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. You can now, even Google before them. we leave today, um, you're full of information, and thank you. Um, I wanted to ask you about your uh, oriental medicine side of you, because I uh-huh. studied a lot of that, not anywhere near enough, and probably uh-huh. not as much as you, but tell us about that. Well, you know, the whole theory is based on chi, and, and they are proving that these meridians are real. They do exist. Mm-hmm. The ancient Chinese medicine is 5,000 years old. I mean, it's so irrefutable that even the Amer- mm-hmm. Journal of American Medical mm-hmm. Association has tons of studies mm-hmm. proving that mm-hmm. Chinese medicine is de- definitely legitimate. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the herbs... What is legitimate? Wow. Yeah. yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's, it's, it's an expensive way to treat. Now, see, if I, if I were still in practice, I would lose all my clients because I would get them on the raw food diet, and they wouldn't need me anymore because all their pain would go away. <laughs> it really would. I mean, I used to have fibromyalgia in my neck, and that's the bread and butter for, for acupuncturists is the back pain and the fibromyalgia. And you're also an acupuncturist. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, the, when I switched over to a raw food diet and I got alkaline, all my pain went away. I have less pain today than I did 30 years ago. I mean, I don't have pain. I do, I do yoga, too. That keeps me flexible, and that's very, very important. Now, you, uh, let's mention the book again, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, live the, live, food, the Live Food Factor. The Live Food Factor. <laughs> and, uh, and then who are the other doctors that you mentioned? You mentioned a Dr. Howell. Yeah, and Dr. And what's, what is Dr. Howell's first name? Um, Edward. Edward Howell. Mm-hmm. And is that a raw food diet, too? Um, well, he's done a lot of studies. Okay, and then Dr. Day, who is? Um, Dr. Day, you can go to her website, too, Dr. Day. And then Dr. Cousins is, is an MD also that's very big on the raw, in the raw food movement. He, he now, just... before we go, because we're mm-hmm. limited time, and I'd lo- I really want to have you back, because I think this is going to be an exciting feature coming mm-hmm. on ever so often with some other doctors I have. In fact, I'd like to have you on with some other doctors. But, oh, okay. Uh, some doctors I have. Um, uh, that are out there also excited about all of this and they've been studying for so long. I wanted to ask you, uh, now when a person does this type of diet, is there anything you've added to your supplements each day or do you, t- do you do not take any supplements? I do take some mineral supplements simply because even if you eat 100% raw, the soil is so depleted of yeah. minerals. Yeah, it is. And minerals are more important than vitamins. You can't even, the body can't use vitamins unless you have enough minerals. Is there a particular mineral that you would recommend? Magnesium. Magnesium. Very important. Yeah. 
Well, Susan, this has been fun. And is there one more little hint that you'd like to finish off with our listeners? And then I, would you come on again with us? Oh, I would love to. Good. Love to, Sharon. I really enjoyed yes. it, and I know our listeners do. Is there a last-moment hint for their life? Um, I would say ease into the raw diet. Um, do Start out with breakfast, then a few weeks later add lunch. Few weeks later, at dinner, do it gradually, and you'll you're more likely to stick with it. All right, that's mm-hmm. an excellent idea because I'm a believer. Don't be careful and learn to read your body and learn to get to know yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Susan, um, thank you, and I will look forward to having you on again. And if you want to email me on any suggestions, we will appreciate it. And I know our listeners will enjoy this show. You okay. have a nice day. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Well, we're going to take a moment from our, with our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist for moisturizing the eye with a nutrient that you're not getting from the air. And we're going to be right back with our special guest, Art Bernstein. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. To reach a show host or guest during the live show, dial toll-free in North America, 866-613-1612. Or, if outside the USA and Canada, dial 001-858-268-3068. You're listening to the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Climate, Global Warming, and the Power of Water on the Earth You're Living, and each week we've had the most exciting, this has been a year now that we've been having our show, and we're very excited at the responses in the futures and what we're going to be doing. And, but we've had Art Bernstein on with us a lot, and I know Art very well, and I want you to get to know him too. Art, uh, are you with us? I am. Well, I want to thank you for the time you've given us, but your background and your energy and your mission statement, I want people to hear about where you have been, what you've been doing, and why your very uh, your passion is into nature. Would you tell us a little bit about your past? Oh, I grew up uh, in Detroit, Michigan, mm-hmm. in the big city, and my, my desire in life was to become a social worker. Mm-hmm. And, and Now, social worker means giving your life to others. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I did that for many years. But my um, my parents, uh, when I was little, they took us on these cross-country tri- car trips all the time, and I sort of discovered as I became an adult that I was addicted to that. So I take you're addicted a, to seeing the earth as it moves with you. Yeah, um, I'd be working in Detroit, and you know, I'd get a week off, and I'd jump into my car, and I'd drive north or south, or go see the earth. Yeah. Uh, now, when you went to... Ended up in San Francisco during the Flower Child movement and, and all that kind of stuff. Now, and you went to college, universities where? I have a bachelor's degree from the University of Michigan, and then after I got 
interested in the outdoors and travel and all that, I uh, got a master's degree in forestry and outdoor recreation. Now, in forestry, did you have a particular one in forestry that you majored in? Uh, Or do they do that in forestry? Did you have a major in that? Yeah, yeah, my special, uh, it was outdoor recreation, which meant I was interested in uh, natural, national parks and uh, Mm -hmm. natural areas and Mm -hmm. national monuments and the different uh, ecological areas of the, you know, this all sort of went under the the category of... uh, of outdoor recreation. Okay. Okay. So that was my... And then you chose to... How did you come to Oregon? Um, I wanted to move to Oregon, and I met a woman in Michigan that also wanted to move to Oregon. Okay. So we got married and moved to Oregon. Now, I was hoping you would say, because I'm a born Oregonian, and I'm a, a passion of nature, um, and uh, loved it all my life. I've climbed the mountains. I've swung on the grapevines. I've swim the rivers when my father said, oh, my God, here comes a rapid. Are you going to get out? And I said, no, no, I'll go around it somehow, and I did. And so through the many, many, many years, my brother Ron Cowan and I would just climb the mountains and rocks and everything there was. So I'm I'm a believer that Oregon is the most beautiful place in the world. So, <laughs> And listeners, I know where you live is the most beautiful place in the world, too. But Actually, uh... Art, you came to Oregon because of the mountains. I know it. <laughs> I think I live in the perfect place. You're halfway between the the Redwoods and Crater Lake. Oh, my. And, uh, yeah. I was originally attracted to the Wairika area, which is the California, the, yes, the far north, the Mount Shasta area, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the Marble Mountains and Trinity Alps Wilderness. And Montague. Uh, yeah. Is it Montague? Is Scott true? Valley, Etna, Fort Jones, the Salmon River area. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's still my favorite area. Okay, um, so the mountains of Oregon, listeners, are the most beautiful, green. Talk about the environment and green and concerns of our life on this earth. And so those trees are growing so tall. Pocahontas has a, some words in there, the song Pocahontas. The tree growing so tall, you would not want to cut down a healthy tree. Maybe the dead trees that have a lot of the, the bugs that are killing of the other trees. But anyway, they grow so tall, but art, they put moisture in the air. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Those roots that are going down in the ground, touching the waters of the earth and the, and the aquifers and the soils, and then they bring that moisture up through the trunk, up through the tree, to the green, and put moisture in the air for the earth to live and have oxygen. Am I right? Yeah. and I, I seem to need to... Get into the forest every weekend. And you know a lot. Uh, where else in the world do they have more mountains and trees than Oregon? More. Uh, parts of China. Parts of China. Um, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Parts of China. Mm-hmm. So they have big. Yeah. Um, you see the Chinese landscape paintings with the real steep uh, hills and the trees on. Oh the- well, they have the Himalayan mountains. Yeah, they also have the Himalayas, but they're Himalayan. mostly there. And they're, they're, I mean, now, aren't some of the Himalayan mountains with trees? They're not forested like the Pacific Northwest, oh, okay. as far as I know. I've never been there. What about over in Tibet? Uh, Tibet is a, mainly, mainly a high desert plateau. Okay. Uh, leading up to very high mountains, so it's all above tree line. Okay, but there are places around uh, China that have high mountains like Oregon and lots of trees. 
Yeah, I would say uh, where the Amazon basin goes up to, uh, I guess that's in Peru and, and, and mm-hmm. Brazil. You wanted to talk to us today about a spot. Let's let's talk to our listeners about the spot you chose. Isle Royal National Park in Michigan. Uh, which say is, that again. Isle Royal. Isle Royal National Park yeah. in Michigan. What Royal made that Island. unique for you to want to talk about? Uh, well, I've never been there, but I've always wanted to go there. I was mm-hmm. thinking of honeymooning there this most recent time around. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, so what makes it unique? It's in Lake Superior. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the second largest island in the Great Lakes. Mm-hmm. And, and it is an island. It's in an island. Great yeah. Lakes. It's what they call an archipelago. Now, is it a national? The whole island a national park? The entire island is a national park, and so they how don't do you, allow how cars. Do you get to, how do you get to it? You can fly in, or you can take a boat in. Okay. Now, do they have? There's, uh, there's boats from uh, Thunder Bay, Ontario, Grand Marais, Minnesota. And Copper Harbor, Michigan, and okay. I would go from Copper Harbor, Michigan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Copper Harbor is the tip of the Keweenaw Peninsula. Now, what makes this island unique enough to take your time and do that? Uh, first of all, it's gorgeous. Uh, it's got all these little narrow rocky rocky ridges. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole Lake Superior is just fabulous. Mm-hmm. Covered with boreal forest, lots of rock outcropping, uh, lots of uh, bogs and things. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a lot of bogs? Yeah, there's trails, um, there's, there's canoe routes. Uh, there, there's one little settlement, uh, there's a motel and a lodge on one end called Rock. And Park. I want to apologize to our listeners for the little bit of static that's happening in the uh, system we have here, but I'm sure that'll go away in a minute. I think it's so, calm. Well, okay. I'll, I'll try not to move. Okay. Um, so, anyway, there's bogs. Explain bogs to our listeners. Well, sphagnum bogs are bogs uh, with sphagnum moss uh, grown over them. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you walk out on them, it's like walking on a waterbed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a layer of uh, sphagnum moss, and then underneath, there's water. Mm-hmm. So you step out on it, and it just sort of uh, gently rocks back and forth as you walk. Uh-huh. And what's the purpose of the ecology of that? Um, I don't know. It's just uh, the, the moss has grown over the top of the water. Mm-hmm. Well, what I was thinking, and I... There's all sorts of things. You know, there's uh, insect-eating plants and things that grow okay. in these sphagnum bogs. Oh, that's what I was after there, because I knew, I knew that, and I was wondering what the ecology... Okay. And in Ireland, uh, they call them peat bogs, and they burn them for fuel. Uh-huh. So. And those are obviously there from the beginning of the time of that origination there. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be, I would bet. Uh, now, what else is unique there? Okay, well, what's interesting is that uh, the... Uh, oh, wait. We'll have to ignore the sound system. Yeah, can they hear me? I can hear you, so we're okay. Okay. Um, yeah, it, it's it's in Lake Superior. It's 15 miles off the coast of uh, northern Ontario. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's 50 miles from the tip of the Keweenaw Peninsula, which is the peninsula that sticks off of the Upper Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Now, do people from Canada and Minnesota and different states around? Now, this is how large. How what's the size of this national park? The island is uh, five miles across and forty-five miles long. Oh my! Now, at that one little settlement at Rock Harbor. Do they have a lodge there? Yeah, there's a lodge. There's a restaurant. When you get a room, they, they give you automatically a canoe with it. Oh my goodness! Because there's no other transportation. No wonder that's a great honeymoon spot. Um, ah. it's, it's absolutely gorgeous, great sunsets. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, it's also famous. Uh, every 20 or 30 years, the gap between uh, Canada and Isle Royale freezes over. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And one year, a bunch of moose got on the island, and then another year, a bunch of wolves got on the so island. So they probably walked across the ice. Yeah, exactly. Uh-huh. And it was famous as an example for, for years. Uh, the moose population went up, the wolf population went up. The moose population <laughs> dropped, the wolf population dropped. You know, Art, before this we one, move this forward. This went on for like 75 years. Yeah, I'd like to know before the show is over on the U.S. The US Forest Service that has so outrageously uh, an exciting organization of people, committed people. Uh, and by the way, they're like our armed services in the, this country. They're volunteering to do this. I mean, they they get paid every you know. But tell us about the U.S. Forest Service. How important this is to places like uh, this island and our forests and our uh, parks. Could you tell? Give us a little rundown because you were a forester about how important they're. Yeah. Well, the island is the National Park Service. It's uh-huh. the U.S. Forest Service, uh-huh. and they purposely. Um, the National Park Service is the Department of the Interior. Mm-hmm. The U.S. Forest Service, they purposely didn't want it to be in the same thing as the National Park Service. Okay. So the the Forest Service is in the Department of Agriculture, mm-hmm. which sort of implies that their main mission is not uh, preserving forests, is growing trees, but the, you know. It's, but they learn to be more versatile in protecting. It's gotten away from that, so okay. it's it's uh, it's both. So here in the United States, there's a versatility with that organization of uh, U.S. Forest Service, and then the other one is National Park Service to be able to preserve yeah, the natural resource for USDA all civilization for this earth to enjoy. And, you know, I kind of look at it this way, and you can help me because you've got a good background, that the whole earth is together. The whole planet is sharing. Oh, absolutely. And what we do where I'm sitting and what uh, the the island is doing where that is in Minnesota and what we're doing in China, whatever the earth is doing, it's a sharing of the ecosystem of the whole environment as a condition for but civilization. But I've got to tell you the rest of the story about the wolves and the moose. Okay, go for it. Um, about 10 years ago, somebody's pet dog infected all the wolves with parvovirus. Mm-hmm. And it just upset the whole thing. So now uh, the wolf population is way down, and the uh, moose population is out of control, and uh, yeah, hmm. it's completely human caused. That's an e- ecosystem interest. Parvovirus mm-hmm. hmm. is you know affects dogs. Yes. And well, I, our show has uh, come to the end. I think it's been a great show today, and I really appreciate our audience getting to know you. And Art will be on us more common uh, all the time because he is with us. So uh, pick us something else that's fascinating in the world, and uh, we will hear from you next time, Art. Okay. Thank you for your time today. Oh, it's my pleasure. Have a nice day. Bye. Bye.
Earth does have a secret, and don't forget, people use that secret all the time for all the reasons of what, but I believe that Earth's secret is you should believe in each moment, and that means embrace that moment. That's your moment. And remember, scientists believe every moment changes. Take it that way with your theory to think of it maybe and your evaluations of yourself and all around you. Don't take it for granted. So, Earth's secret, embrace your moment all of your life. Earth's whispering, never say goodbye. Have a nice day.